We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue what we started yesterday. And we're reading from Second Chronicles chapter 20, which is really a very significant history of our people Israel. And it's about King Jehoshaphat. And in introducing King Jehoshaphat, one of the things we said was he followed the example of his father, his spiritual father, David. He was in the line of David. And I want to read a, a portion of David's prayer from First Chronicles 29, and then we're going to go directly into the prayer that Jehoshaphat, you'll see a, a tremendous resemblance between the two. I'm looking at First Chronicles 29, beginning at verse 10. First Chronicles twenty nine ten. So David blessed the Lord in the sight of all the assembly, and David said, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of Israel, our Father for ever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty, indeed everything that is in the heavens and on the earth. Thine is the dominion, O Lord, and thou dost exalt thyself as head over all. Both riches and honor come from thee, and thou dost rule over all, and in thy hand is power and might, and it lies in thy hand to make great and to strengthen everyone. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. What a powerful prayer. Now, go with me to Second Chronicles 20. I want to introduce a situation that Jehoshaphat faced along with Judah, and then we'll read part of the prayer that we read yesterday. Second Chronicles 20, beginning at verse 1. Now it came about after this that the sons of Moab and the sons of Ammon, together with some of the Munites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and reported to Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, out of Aram, and behold, they are in Hazan Tamar, that is, Engedi. And Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. So Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. 
They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. Verse 5, Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem and in the house of the Lord began before the new court. And here's Jehoshaphat's prayer. O Lord, the God of our fathers, art thou not God of the heavens? And art thou now ruler under over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in thy hands, so that no one can stand against thee. Didst thou not, O our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and give it to the descendants of Abraham, thy friend forever? And they lived in it, and have built thee sanctuary there for thy same, for thy name, saying, Should evil come upon us, the sword, or judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before thee, for thy name is in this house, and cry to thee in our distress, and thou wilt hear and deliver us. I think you could see in David's prayer, Junie, as well as in in uh, Jehoshaphat's prayer, such an ultimate confidence in God. And you know, the word of God says, if God be for us, who could be against us? So I wanted to bring that out because Jehoshaphat apparently learned a lot from King David, wouldn't you say? I would say, and they were righteous kings of Israel. Yes. And there was another righteous king who was born king of the Jews. Hallelujah. And he taught us as king of the Jews how to pray to his father. Yes. Which was very similar following his natural fathers, for Jesus was a Jew. And he was in the lineage of David. And he taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He respected and taught us to respect the name of our Father. Yes, Lord. And he made us sisters and brothers to him who is the King of the Jews by teaching us not to pray your father, Jesus, but to pray our our father. So we're going to be speaking about King Jehoshaphat and what he faced. And Jesus hadn't walked the earth yet, but we know from the Torah that the Lord, he is God. And Jehoshaphat turned to God when he was in trouble. Yes. He was a righteous man because he did what was right. And in our generation, Shelley, what makes you and me righteous is choosing to do what's right, but also the righteous one, Yeshua, Jesus, lives in our hearts. Amen. And so for every Christian, we can be righteous because the Lord is righteous and he can be with us, deliver us, help us, save us, comfort us and guide us. And he imputes his righteousness into us. So it's no longer self-righteousness. As you're saying, Junie, it's the righteousness of God. Amen. And we spoke yesterday that Jehoshaphat knew that God was uh, a sovereign God, a holy God, a covenant-keeping God. So we closed yesterday with Second um, Chronicles 20, verse 9. I want to pick it up again there and continue with this prayer and see what happens after. Should evil come upon us, the sword or judgment or pestilence or famine, 
We will stand before this house and before thee, for thy name is in this house, and cry to thee in our distress, and thou wilt hear and deliver us. And Junie, I know we spoke about prayer a few weeks ago, but part of prayer is, and we'll talk about it again t- uh, and this week, about in a first, I'm sorry, uh, Psalm 5. After the prayer, we look up, and in some versions, it doesn't say look up, but it says eagerly anticipate. So there was an anticipation in, in the people of Judah, and especially in Jehoshaphat's heart, that God will hear and deliver us. And I remember in Joel, it says, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Glory be to God. And Jesus taught us to pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver Deliver. us us from evil. So we know when we turn to the Lord, he is faithful. This is 5,000 years later, after King Jehoshaphat today And when Yeshua walked the earth, what was it? 3,000 years after Jehoshaphat, Jesus remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, our God. We can trust him. Amen. What a Messiah we have. So verse 9 really shows that there was a confidence, and they knew that God would answer. And we just want to encourage every one of our listeners, we need to pray by faith and not waver like uh, the epistle of James speaks of. We need to have the faith to believe and eagerly anticipate God to answer. And not to pray what we want, but to pray for thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In other words, that we would trust the Lord to know better than us what is the righteous good thing that eternally would benefit you and me and every listener, Lord, and even the ones who we pray for. Yes. Because the Lord is God. He's sovereign. Hallelujah. And he's good and he's for us and not against us. And he is so faithful. All right, let's continue on. We're going to go to verse 10 and 11. And now behold, this is still part of the prayer of Jehoshaphat. And now behold, the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou didst not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, they turned aside from them and did not destroy them. Behold, how they are rewarding us by coming to drive us out from the possession which you had given us as an inheritance. So in other words, Israel didn't attack these people when they came into the land. They they avoided them. And now these same people that Israel did not attack when they were coming into the land come against them to destroy it. And here is a glorious, glorious conclusion to Jehoshaphat's prayer. Verse 12. O our God... Will thou not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us, nor do we know what to do. And get hold of this, but our eyes are on thee. Junie, it it makes you just say, oh my God, why do I try to solve things when I know I can't? Listen to these words again. We are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. 
Junie, if there's a lesson to learn, and there are many ones, but this is the key lesson. When we face a distressful situation, when things are coming against us, when our enemies are attacking us, it's a spiritual warfare. And the spiritual warfare is won by the spirit. And I believe the first thing, this is such a message for all of us. The first thing when we get upset over something is take our eyes off ourselves, our eyes off a situation, acknowledge your weakness and your inability, and then set your eyes on the Lord. That is that's such an, a very essential ingredient in every one of our lives. And why? Because the Lord our God is sovereign. The Lord our God promised us he will never leave us nor forsake us. The Lord our God promised us he'll deliver us from all our fears. Yes, Lord. The Lord is our shepherd and he promised us promises us we shall not want and he desires to give us all that we need he loves us and he's for us thank you Lord. and i encourage you shelly and me and every one of all listeners to turn to the lord and to trust him to live for him and most of all shelly to get to know him oh yes because when lord. you get to know the lord you love him because he is faithful yes. and he does answer and he does Hallelujah. care. And he shows us that yes. when we ask him questions, yes. he gives us answers. And we learn Hallelujah. that he really is trustworthy. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for sending your son. And thank you, Lord, that you love us. We trust you, and we're going to look to you, Lord, not just in difficult times, but be thankful for the good times. We love you and pray that every one of our listeners is encouraged even by this word in Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.